Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. You're listening to Miss Becky's Classroom. Last time on Miss Becky's Classroom. This is bullshit. Amanda's done. She goes over, reaches into the back of the wagon, into Claire's bag, gets a syringe, goes, <laughs> jumps into the neck of that little bitch, and pranks her ass because no one is going to move in on her best friend's man. Now let's pick up our story. When we left off... Young one-armed Chloe was looking at a flock of wolves. A flock of wolves? A pack. A, a pack, pack of wolves. A pack of wolves. They're, One of the wolves they're... transforms into a human and says, are you okay? And what's, what's Chloe say? Yes, I am. I'm lost. You're lost? Were you with some other humans? No, I don't know anybody else. Oh, no. Well, the prairie is a rough, cold place. Would you like to spend the night with our pack? You can stay warm and stay alive. Okay. Okay, and then that that werewolf guy, he stretches, and he does a loud howl. And slowly he transforms from a human back into a wolf, a black and gray wolf. And he, he sniffs around and he sniffs at Chloe. And he says, are you nice or mean? I'm nice. My mother makes perfect kids and she sent me off because I have one arm. Okay, well then you can spend the night with us. And so all the wolves walk around in circles. You know, you know how puppy dogs walk around in circles before they lay down? The wolves do that, and then they kind of all snuggle up together into a wolf pile. And then, and then Chloe snuggles in next to the wolves. What, what are the, what's the wolf fur feel like? It's asking you. What's the wolf fur? Do you, do you know what it feels like? It's like scruffy but soft. It's scruffy but soft, yeah. And you kind of snuggle in, and one of the wolves, he puts his paw next to you, and you snuggle up to it and rub against it. And one of the other wolves, he he takes his his tail and rubs it against your cheek, and then you fall asleep. And you sleep a long, long, long time. Hours and hours later, you wake up and your eyes slowly come open and the sun is just starting to come up over the horizon. What color is the sunrise? Um, it's kind of orangey-yellow. 
orangey yellow. That sounds like a very pretty one. With some like reddish. Yeah, and it looks really beautiful as the sun. The sun it looks huge, and it comes up over the horizon, and the wolves start waking up and stretching. And you're feeling kind of cold, so they kind of snuggle in next to you. And one of the wolves that licks your cheek and says, "Good morning. What would you like for breakfast?" Pancakes. Pancakes.、Mm. And so that wolf stretches again and howls. Arr! And slowly transforms into a human because everybody knows wolves can't make pancakes. And he goes off into the trees and comes back in a little bit with a frying pan and some flapjack batter, and and he starts to fire. And you help him mix up the fire, and he starts telling you about how his people mix up the batter for the fire.、Uh, um, and、uh, he starts telling you how his people. Are having some problems and looking for some help because there are some some troublemakers in their city, and they've been out. They've been they left the city to go look for some help, and they were. And he asks you, "Do you think if we brought you back to your humans, they would help us?" It's worth a try. They might not, or they might. Oh, I hope they can help. They're our only hope. And so you cook the pancakes, and he even finds. Do you like bacon? Oh, he finds some bacon,、yes. lots of bacon, and some some fresh fresh squeezed orange juice, which is kind of crazy because you're out in the plains, and who knows where you get oranges here. But anyway, there's some orange juice, and you guys finish breakfast, and and the wolves clean up the fire, and you have to do the dishes, and you're like, Ugh. do you like to do dishes? Uh. Hmm. I can't really. Well, back when I was there, I was usually the last one to clean up my dinner because I only had one arm. And the wolf says, "You have to help clean the dishes." In a scary voice.、And、so you wash the dishes really quick with your one arm. And then the wolf says, "We need to go find your humans." And says, "Hop on," because he's the, the lead wolf. He's turned back into a wolf now, and he tells you to climb up on his back. Do you, you do, do that? Yes. So you get up there, and he says, "Hold on tight." And so you wrap your legs around him, and you hold on to the fur in the back of his neck really tight with your one hand. And he says, "Here we go!" And he starts running as fast as he can. And all the other wolves are following him, and they're going across the prairie and the tall grass. And and when the、uh, when the wolves are all stretched out, you can barely see what's going on because the grass is so tall. And you go faster and faster, and your hair is flying behind you, and you're almost slipping off. One time, you slip, and you're like hanging on with one arm, and your legs are flapping up in the air. Very scary, but you hold on tight, and he slows down a little bit because he hears you scream, just like that. And then he looks up ahead. He stops and he sniffs the air, and he says, "The humans are right up ahead." 
And so they walk slowly and the wolves spread out. And so you're going straight for the camp, but the other wolves are sneaking up on the other side of the, of the circled wagons. And you get close. And then you see some, some humans, they have guns pointed at you because they're scared of those big giant wolves. What do you say? They have guns pointed at you. Do not fear the wolves. They do not come bearing teeth to bite and and they come bearing help. And the wolf says, yeah. And one of the human, a human female walks out, a human girl, and you see her and your eyes get big. And you say, mom, and you run to her. And what does Claire say? Chloe, where have you been? I've, I've been out for many years. What have you done while you've been out for many years? I've been running from people. It has tried to get me. Oh, no. Why did they try to get you? They thought I was a bad guy. Because I only had one arm. But you weren't the bad guy? The bad guy. A bad girl? No. They were just, you were just different? Yeah. Yeah? Would you like to meet some other friends here? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. So Chloe, Chloe hops off the wolf and, uh, and heads off with Claire to, uh, to talk to people around the camp. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> hey, what's your name? Well, my name is Becky. You must be a Chloe. I only have one arm. I see that you only have one arm. You have a really great mom <laughs> who abandoned you through time. Cheers, Claire. Good job. Great parenting. And so now that now that Chloe is reunited with the group, we're gonna do a do a little bit of flashback because there's a, there's been a lot going on as we've been traveling around the world. You can go play with daddy now. Mm -hmm. Bye, Chloe. Bye, bye. Bye. <laughs> Mommy, can I do it again sometime? Sometime you can do it again. Go play with Daddy. Mm -hmm. Close the door. Uh, listeners, that was uh, that was Josie's uh, oh. five, six, five, six. six. Six-year-old Six daughter, uh, Juliet, who heard about one the one-armed clone, <laughs> Chloe, and uh, decided she needs to be in the podcast. So uh, so uh, we made, made some room for her. Now I'm guessing she's going to want her own show, so I'm going to have to start working on that. Um, so <laughs> Some more guest appearances, appearances of nothing else. So. The, the beginning of the, of the last episode, Sidetrack mentioned that uh, we'd really been kind of messing up the – 
the timeline. And so I thought it would be a good idea if we did a kind of a flashback to see what's going on in some of the other timelines we visited. Now, our, our characters don't know what's going on, but we wanted to kind of give our listeners a heads up. So, so Tosh is going to tell us what's going on back in, in 1968, where we were most recently. Anything changed there? Anything happened since we left? Well, we were in um, London in 1968, and the major change that happened was uh, Mr. F Frederick West, who was um, Britain's first heart transplant patient, he was supposed to die 46 days later, but he didn't. It was very successful. And Dr. Donald Ross got lots of recognition and his team did because he had a visit from a mysterious person who happened to hand him a drug that would help with, without, with um, not having the rejections from the transplant. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, this that was, sounds like a, it sounds like we didn't mess that timeline up too bad. So that's good. 1968. Eight, okay. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Anything yeah. else? Well, well, there was a, a big heart transplant infusion between 68 and 69, and they just kept dying. So they decided to hold off on a while until they had this drug a few years later that came out. But this this person who visited Dr. Ross gave him the drug ahead of time, so not so many people died, and it was more successful. All right, so we didn't screw up 1968. <laughs> Before 1968, we were, we were in the 1920s. Bethany, what happened to the 1920s after we left? Um, the 1920s was a hot mess. Um, so basically what happened was... Um, Whatever the fuck Becky did there, <laughs> I don't even remember. But basically, it caused the Great Depression. Like, the Great Depression wouldn't have happened without us going there and messing everything up. Oh. Becky caused, and was it like the greater, <laughs> the greater Depression because we were there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one arm Chloe was going to be the catalyst for recovering the economy. Mm -hmm. and we drugged her and vacuumed her into a handbag. And I kind of messed that up. I wonder if... She doesn't really have any recollection of that, does she? I wonder she if really one-armed Chloe... Nobody is, does. They call uh, slot machines one-armed bandits, and I wonder if that has anything to do with Chloe. Maybe she invented the slot machine. Oh, you know she did. I don't know. So we didn't, I mean, it sounds like we didn't do anything too bad. The, right, just the, the great fucking Great Depression. Yeah, but that was going to happen anyway in some form. And so uh, what happened in Dino Land, Josie? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. You guys, you, you've heard of the butterfly effect, haven't you? Oh, yes. You know, yes. you go back in time, you step on a butterfly in prehistoric times, and the world ends. Well... Do you remember when we helped install um, Jason? Fucking Jason. <laughs> Jason. Oh, yes, yes. You know, turns out Jason's kind of a dick. And um, his father may have, may have had some issues, but he was, he was a fairly kind and just dinosaur priest <laughs> slash king, whatever. I don't remember the terminology we used. 
He was psycho. <laughs> um, all, all, all like prehistoric humans have been enslaved. Dinosaurs have only grown in intelligence. And by the time you get to present day, every dinosaur owns, they didn't, they didn't go extinct. And every dinosaur owns at least five or six humans that they keep as pets. Ooh. <laughs> so that that timeline wow now i will say i will say though um one positive thing that came out of this you remember becky had become the dinosaur queen mm-hmm. yes um she is still highly her memory is highly revered um to this that day everywhere all the dinosaurs requ- require the humans to go like pay sacrifices at the temple of Becky. So oh. if Becky had any idea what was going on, she would probably be pretty excited about <laughs> and, and Instagram the shit out of that stuff. Yeah. Instagram the shit out of it. I mean like the Aztecs where you know you like had to like choose a human sacrifice and like rip out their heart. That's that's what they have to do the for virgin. Becky. And so is is like Becky on all the money? Uh-huh. <laughs> Silhouette is on all the coinage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn it! Well, it sounds yeah. like we we've had a hit and miss uh, experience <laughs> with uh, with our our adventures through the through the uh, multiverse. We also left in 1968. We left a a young silent film actress from <laughs> the 20s who followed us through the vortex, and so she is she's running around sometime in that timeline. And I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on her again. Is she? Uh, is she, she, well, that's true. We left her there, so we don't really know where she is. Um, and so I thought we'd better also check in with Mud Puppies on our, our original timeline. And so some things have been going on there. Uh, Liz, who used to sleep all the time, who is kind of uh, a spy caretaker working for Claire, is actually the director of Mud Puppies now. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> and the center, the center is doing great. If you remember, this is many episodes ago. There were a, uh, Liz activated a Amanda and Becky clone, and so they nobody even has missed them. In fact, the clones are always on time to work, aren't looking at their phones as much, and and really, really engaged in the work. Although Amanda, Amanda's clone doesn't wear her, wear her yes. apron quite as much. Yes. Does Amanda's parents know why she's missing? Amanda's clone is living in Amanda's parents' ba- her apartment Damn it. in Amanda's parents' basement. They, the only thing they've noticed is that she seems to be a little bit more together. <laughs> Does she and started, and started paying clone? rent. Yeah, she started actually paying her rent because everybody at Mud Puppies got a raise because uh, enrollment has gone up. Amanda got the uh, doors of her car fixed, so actually all the doors... We got the uh, replaced. She couldn't get rid of the car though because she liked the chicken soup smell too much. So, so yeah, true. she kept she kept it. And uh, Becky Becky's Instagram account is booming. Uh, they she had posted those few pictures of the of the vortex uh, cotton candy vomit, and after that she'd started selling the t-shirts. And <laughs> and Amanda clone or Becky clone has kept that up, so that's going Good. well. Good. Mud puppies they. They replaced all the soggy carpet with uh, 
with uh, tile floors and put in some floor drains so they could mm -hmm. uh, drain, <laughs> like, host the place down after after messy play activities. Become a, they become a real play based program. They fixed the hole in the fence where kids <laughs> would uh, periodically escape. The, the Liz did make it so she could still go through the hole in the fence, but it's it's technically <clears throat> fixed. But she just likes to. For nostalgia reasons, she likes to still slip out once in a while too. Yeah, there. Liz has made some technological upgrades to the program too. And so we've – and the thing is time in all these different locations, time moves at different lev rates. And so it's probably been – for us, it's been a, a couple weeks since we took off probably. And it's probably been about eight months in, in our original timeline. So that's for going Mud on puppies. There. For mud puppies, yeah, and so we're gonna we're gonna check in around the campground before we end this episode. Uh, Chloe Four takes off to show uh, one of the young wolf pups around the campground, and the lead wolf walks into the center of the campground, where we find Chet, who's the blonde cowboy. <laughs> we find the dark named, no named cowboy, his partner. Brett. We find. We Was it Brett? Brett and Chet. <laughs> write that down. He's got a name now. So Brett and Chet are there. Uh, Mary Sue, who woke up underneath a wagon after Amanda had drugged her. I thought when... we left her. That was no. That was after we made camp. Oh, we didn't drive off. Okay. Yeah, no, she was making camp. biscuits and buttering. I'll yeah, drug her again. Jealous. I'll drug her Becky again. Becky was jealous okay. of her bake, her biscuit baking abilities. So Amanda drugged her. Uh, Becky made some bad biscuits, which uh, Chet did not want to butter. And uh, so there, everybody, <laughs> everybody, including the three of you, are standing around as this wolf walks into the middle of the campground, and everybody's kind of, kind of tense about this because it's a fucking wolf walking into the middle of the campground. But it also did bring this lost child back, and so the wolf stands there, and he sits down like a good doggy, and then does that awesome transformation into a human thing, and Chet and Brett eyeball him. And then Brett transforms as well. Uh, into? He, he switches into a wolf and goes off with one of the other wolves out into the prairie. And Chet says, good to see you, brother. The wolf has just transformed in front of him. And the wolf says, we'll have to have a name at some point. He says, we've been having some problems up in the village. Um, we're looking for some help. And Chet says, village. You mean Helica? And he says, yeah. Down in the mines. And so Chet looks at everybody and says, you up for an adventure? Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, share the show, unless you're you know, too embarrassed, which we totally understand. Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash Becky and engage with us back soon with another episode.
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.